Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Welcome to Couples Month. We kicked it off on Monday with Chris and Emily Norton. I hope you got to listen to that episode and see our little video on YouTube together. It was really, really fun. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Citizen of Heaven. I cannot quit it. I love it so much. Couples Month is all about getting two people who spend a lot of time together around the microphones with me. Sometimes they're married. Sometimes they're dating. Sometimes they are coworkers and friends, which is the case today. Our friends, Amanda Bible Williams and Rachel Myers from She Reach Truth are here. We're going to talk all things working together, being friends, sharing life. But also about Lent, as you know, I love the liturgical calendar. I love the Christian calendar and some of the different seasons we get to celebrate. And every year for the past few years, the girls have popped by the office and helped us think about and study and prepare for Lent. So I think you're going to love this conversation. Here are the ladies from She Reads Truth, Amanda and Rachel. Make it real life, friends. It's Can fine. everybody hear okay? It's a little out of my ears. Uh, what number are you? Two? How's that? Tell hello, me if that hello. feels better, better for you. It's better. I don't know what number I am. You're number three. Do you like our fancy stickers from my scrapbooking days? I just could never keep up with who we were. So yeah. Wait a minute. scrapbooking stickers to label one, two, three, and four. I don't think I knew that you were a scrapbooker <gasps> once upon a time, but that makes lots of sense. Oh, my senior year of high school scrapbook is one of my prized possessions. Okay. I We like... I was need the to see that. I, I will bring it to you sometime. I think you'd like it. It was when it was before internet was happening, right? Mm-hmm. As when y'all were in high school as well. And people would, I mean, my friends after a weekend would be like, hey, will, will you, did you scrapbook our football game on Friday or do you scrapbook that basketball game? Will you bring in your pages? It was like so cute. It became such a thing. So when you, you, were talk, like when you talk scrapbooking, this is not like I've placed six photos on the pages like for oh, you no. it's like no there's an artful cutting out stickers on. special scissors it's a 3d scissors. event mm-hmm. photo I mean, I, corners I, you could as, smell the event as a senior in high school i was spending i spent two saturdays at scrapbooking can't please yes. i can't yes, yes. i like, want to know how much you were spending financially oh who can know i worked at a restaurant so i i don't think i was using my parents money there's not I a lot of remember. accounting going on when you no no no, no no it was just like i'm going and to michael's p Pull that P&L from senior year. <laughs> what did <Jenna>? the scrapbook <laughs> cost? It's not, it is an invaluable. It's invaluable. Priceless. 20 years later, I'm so grateful it exists. So do you think scrapbooking was your gateway to avid journaling or were they related? They happened the same year. Okay. So it wasn't that and then the other. I, you know what I think it was? My, I used to love, are y'all interviewing me? Is this a podcast? Uh, yeah. Welcome, Welcome to She Reads Truth Podcast. <laughs> um, my mom had a senior year, either a scrapbook or just her yearbook. And I loved looking through it. Okay. Because uh, the yeah. 70s were so different yeah. than the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking, my kids will love this. That yeah, future you is going to be so wow. grateful. Yes, that's what I thought. What I thought my kids to you. Yeah, I was dorky, Way to go. but I was thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> my children, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I have nothing <laughs> Look for at you. Instagram. Yeah, that's the difference now. I have a blog to show for it. Though. Yeah, have, that's right. I blogged every day for years. Did you? Yeah. Every day? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was pretty close to every my day. My blog for... was called Finding My Feet. Oh, that's still sweet. still called. It's, still, it's <laughs> yeah. there. You can look at basically six years of my life. Wow, every day. What do you think about that with the kids? Have you shown the kids? And have you 
for for now, it feels more like my very favorite rabbit hole mm-hmm. and Ryan's too. But it's an emotional rabbit hole because yeah. like, oh my word, look how little they are. Like it's very like, ah. but it's also my favorite resource of all time because if I can't remember, if I want to show Hazel what her second birthday looked like, I can Google Rachel Myers Hazel's second birthday, <laughs> right. which we're all going to do right now. Yeah, it was, a, it was a green party. Yeah. Everybody dressed because she was born so close to St. Patrick's. But like you can look for anything using my name in Google. Like it, it, yeah. it's such a perfect resource. So, I mean, that's what your scrapbook doesn't have going for it. No, no, no. There's, there's no, no digital there's searching. No, but Control that's also F. been one of my problems with journaling is yeah, I, can't, totally. I can't search it. I have to go... You want to control F that. Yes. Man. And I can't. So, you know, there are people who do like digital journaling. If you think that's for a thing. one. Yeah, oh, right. I thought you meant that I could give them my journals. Oh, no. No, I know the rules. I mean, for one second. I know the rules about your I journals. I wouldn't write. There was a word I wouldn't write in my journal this morning that I thought. You can write it. It's just you. And I was like, on the off chance. No, but there's no off chance. You have instructed everyone who is even remotely close to you that Burn those em. get burned. You're right. <laughs> Thank you for being I, a real I mean, friend. Y'all that's both right. do it. Oh, my gosh. I will. Do I y'all will. journal we will have a book by hand or do you journal online? Or, um, you know, like I love Evernote. that you assume that we do journal. Oh, I Thanks did assume. Maybe that. you don't. I do not. Okay. I do at not all. Journal. I used to by hand. It's been a it's very long time. It's all up here, Annie. It's yeah, all that's locked right. up in my brain. Oh, but the problem with me is it's not all up there. <laughs> um, I do not. I have I am trying my hand at kind of a gratitude journal situation right now. Mm. Um, it's not going great. I'm probably at 35% of the days. Okay. But that's good. better than zero. Right. Yeah. yeah. I support yeah. that. 35% of the days is... Every are, third day. Yeah. That's like Jesus thank, Rose. Thank you. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm here for the math. Well, I don't know then. Maybe I'm not doing 35% because every third day feels more aggressive than what's actually <laughs> happening. But it's fun. I just, you know, when you get through a year like the one we just got through, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I, that's too much to, yeah. like, I didn't write any of that down. I don't not gonna know. Scrapbook it. No. <laughs> I'm not going to scrapbook that. No. But I have my camera roll. I have text messages, what I did put on Instagram. Yeah. And then... So I just figure at some point, maybe I will pay someone. Anyone out there? No. Yeah. Who, who can I pay? Because you can, can you export your text messages? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, great. There you go. So I figure if I just get, like, I have a couple of key threads that if yeah. I could just download those. Because I think one day I want to sort of remember play by play of stuff. But right, that day is not today. Yeah. I feel like Toby one day will want to know play by play like that. Yeah. I love maybe. that he has the beads. Like that feels like uh-huh. the closest thing. Oh, yeah. To the beads are cool. Yeah. We've stopped play. the beads. You can technically keep going. But that we have so many. Well, explain the beads to everyone. Okay, so there's um, it's called Beads of Courage, uh-huh. and it's an it's a national I think kind of nonprofit. But uh, the one at Vandy Children's Hospital is funded by the Predators. Let's go, thanks Preds. Preds. And it is just a program where so Toby's enrolled in the cardiac program, but there's one for cancer kids. There's one, you know, they have different kind of versions, but each, uh, each bead stands for something brave that he's done. So he has a bead for every day, every night he spent in the hospital, every day he spent on ECMO, every time he was, you know, stuck with a needle, um, every x-ray, every ultrasound, every surgery. Well, they would be, (laughs) if we, we should have like a a bead stringing party and then they would be, but we have a lot on a strand. We probably, the kids now are trying to measure, 
um, the last time we were stranding them. And we have, it's probably like 25 feet, but we're not done. And we still have just, there's just a giant basket of them. And he understands-ish, like he knows, I'll say, you know, I'll ask him what they are. If somebody's over there who doesn't know and they see them, they're just like in a basket under our coffee table right now. And um, and I'm like, this every every one of these is something brave that you did. And he'll be like, yep. He loves to say yep. So he'll say yep. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't like isn't there one like for every pint of blood? Like Yeah, every every unit of blood he received, I mean, every therapy session. And then you got to assign special beads, like if we did something as his caregivers, that was like a first, like the first time we changed a trach or, um, or if he did something like the first time he walked after surgery, yeah. things like that we can do. There's special like courage beads that we get to assign and then he would get to choose like a special one. Sometimes they're like animal shaped or whatever. Oh, wow. And the others are mostly like, mainly, mainly like yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a thing. And, and it's just the sheer volume of them <laughs> yeah. is, you know, is very telling. And so. The plan was to put them on the Christmas tree. Oh, that's <laughs> a sweet idea. Yeah, didn't do it. Both of Just your kind of families, both of your children as they've grown up have had tragedy or yeah. loss or mm-hmm. um, something you've had to parent through that you didn't know you're going to have to parent through. Yeah. How'd you do that? Yeah. How do you how do you help the other kids? Yeah. The interesting thing about our situation, um, we are our daughter, Evie Grace, was stillborn at full term um, almost 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. 12? Yeah, almost yeah, 12 years she's ago. she's a little bit younger than our girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Oliver was about a year and a half old when she passed away. He did not meet her. We made the choice not to have him come because it was such a brief time with her. Yeah. But then Hazel was born several years later. Um, and so there are some really um, obviously hard things about that, but kind of the really... I don't want to use the word magical, but the invaluable thing um, there is that Oliver um, has spent a lot of Christmas Eves and a lot of Easter Sundays and a lot of April 9ths in a cemetery Mm. singing theology, like like at the future site of our daughter's resurrection. Mm. Um, And so when we celebrate Christmas, it's not just Christmas is great because X, Y, and Z, why maybe most five-year-olds would think Christmas is great, but we stand there and we declare like that Christ came and like... Y'all do that every year. Yeah. We did not do it this year, but we uh, just about every year. yeah. Yeah. Just about every year. And so that was sweet for him and not just him, but my sister's kids too. So we just have photos of kids just like making a mess at the cemetery yeah. like they're just there and it's just part of their lives now for mm-hmm. hazel it was really interesting it wasn't until she was about five years old that she started to really understand the reality of having lost a sister because it didn't happen before she was born it happened, yeah. or it happened before she was born right. and so there was a season in kindergarten that she cried about every night and was and it like it hit her and she had i think even though she never knew evie she had to grieve her and it yeah. wasn't, and, it, and I think it'll come in pieces. I don't think that's over for her. Yeah. Um, but I would just find little notes around the house. Just I love Evie. I have a sister. Like these little like processing things in like little five year old handwriting. And then you know, of course, obviously we invite her into the cemetery and all of those things too. But it's interesting to walk with a kid um, through a tragedy that happened before they were born. Yeah. But to like actually let them own their loss in that, that she did lose something, that she does have a big sister that she does not get to have. Mm -hmm. Shepherding a kid through a loss that they didn't experience. I think of a couple of our friends, Danielle Walker, Angie Smith, who have children that were born before a great loss and after a great loss. Yep. I just think, man, you've got to... 
you have to parent that yeah. somehow. You have to introduce, like, you forget that this isn't something that they remember. This is not part of their memory. Right, right. And so there's an introduction of tragedy yeah. into a little person's life that they have to know. You have to share that with them. Yeah. But how do you do that? You know, what time and in what pieces? Right, right. Amanda, how about y'all? Y'all are like in the middle. <laughs> You're like, Annie, yeah. do not ask me this. <laughs> no, no, it's a good question. I, I'm not really, um, I don't think anyone's asked me this. I, as you were talking, Rachel, it occurred to me that what what you have done in the way that you're shepherding your kids through that tragedy is you've kind of, uh, and, I, and I understand, like, we want to choose the right words because it's not an exploitation of uh, your, yeah. you know, beautiful daughter whom you miss every single day. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's it's taking that and making it, it's kind of a, a handhold um, for worldview and like the things that we say we believe about God. That's it's it's a tangible way that you show your kids that that what we what we believe is true. And here's how that plays out in mm-hmm. life. Yeah, you know. And so that's with Toby. You know, it's 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 an ongoing thing for our older kids, and it comes and goes. Like you kind of there's a there's a point at which. You take the lead as a parent, but then there's also a very real way in which we kind of follow their lead, like oh, when they're ready, beautiful. you know, like yeah. when they're ready to, and it'll hit, it hits them in different ways. Interesting that they're real people too. Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 tr- it truly, You're and, having and memories it's, of this. it's easier than I, I wish it were like, I, it's hard to admit how easy it is as a parent to forget that your children are whole humans. Mm. That aren't just part of you, yeah. or yeah. you know, they they have or their own, yeah, and they're yeah. they're working through their own stuff every single day, mm-hmm. every hour of every day. They've got their own stuff, and it's um, it's hard to to remember that and really respect all of that, you know, in, in like an intentional way. But it's tall order, and you know, we're all just doing the best we can. That's but right. for one of our sons, um, you know, our twin boys who are ten. It was it was Toby's birthday. He turned six not long ago, and and on his birthday, he just one of his big brothers just went and like went to his room and drew mm. for a while, and it was just like there would just and it, and I don't I didn't David took that one. He had that conversation, and so I don't even know the full content yeah. of that conversation, but. It it's interesting to me how it just kind of it's just like grief when you're a grown up you you don't have control over when That's that right. wave hits you. Someone described grief as a wave to me one time, my friend Michelle, and I have never let go of that because it's so accurate. Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you're just you just you don't have you don't have control over the rhythm at which they come, the pace, how strong they are, or like the lulls between. Like it right. just kind of come, it just kind of hits you. And I mean, and I the think choice for, is how do you ride that, not how do you stop that. Right, <laughs> you right. Cannot stop. And a wave. we just spoke. We just talked. Uh, That's a good Rachel word. and I, <laughs> truly, Rachel and I were in a conversation just last week or recently, and we were talking with some other adults about resisting the urge to tell your children it's okay. Because like there's there's so much n- power and it's so so necessary for them to hear that like this is not okay, yeah. And so because when I tell them like it's okay, you don't need to feel that way. Well, I'm invalidating their feelings and yeah. their feelings are real mm-hmm. and and it's right for them to hurt yeah. because of what their brother's been through and because and of what they've lost because of what he's been through. And so anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a lot, but it's, it is, it's like, oh, we're going to all take this workshop on 
what we believe in like really in in a really concrete way we're going to put this into practice but it's like we didn't sign up for this <laughs> workshop <laughs> right and like evidently it has no end yeah. but here we are and yeah. you know working through it and and there we just we're all going to be closer for it I hope and I think we are but man sometimes you're just like man I just wish you could not have that 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 worry for a few days. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that about Toby himself all the yeah, time. Sure. Yeah. I wish you didn't have to be brave. I think that about him all the time. Like, yeah. I, I look forward to the day you don't have to do a brave thing all day long. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. be a kid, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, it'll be a little while longer. Yeah. And the thing about kids w- with Toby, he has to be brave. But most kids get this luxury of you know. Whatever it is you expect of them, they may or may not perform, mm-hmm. you know, and that's true with yeah. Toby too. But, you oh, know, yeah. but like I, I think back, like as we're talking and I'm kind of going back to those scenes like of our lives, yeah. our life moments in the cemetery, there were a lot of times where those kids drove me nuts. Like yeah. I'm here and I'm sad and you're running around taking flowers out of people's vases. Like right. you've got to right. Like I'm irritated with you. You're clearly, this is not as important to you. Like right. there, there are very human parenting moments mm. too, but- one of my favorites, as I'm like playing this over in my head, probably around age four is when he really got this, I think. But I remember standing with Oliver at her at her grave and saying, Oliver, where is Evie's body? Mm-hmm. And he pointed down at her headstone. And I said, and where is her spirit? And he pointed up. Yeah. And I think that concept for a four-year-old to grasp is a pretty cool thing for like a kid to understand. Because I think we don't always understand that like the, our body and spirit are yeah. become separate things when we die. Yeah. And and to get that, I think that was a cool thing. I was grateful for that. It forces conversations that we probably wouldn't otherwise have. Right. Just honestly and and truthfully, I don't know that we take advantage of of those opportunities to have those conversations as much as we should. But also, but, Amanda, you and David are just trying to be right, cool, too. Right, Just, like, take a minute. Like, right. speaking of conversations, he and I had one maybe six months ago. You know, it right. ta- it's, right. it's a lot. Right. But um, my friend Laura Kelly, I admire so much the way that she has led her family of – she has seven children, one of whom um, passed away a couple years ago. And she has led her children really gracefully through grief and doing similar things to what, what you guys do, Rachel. And they'll even go so far as, like, they decorate – her little boy's name is Everett, and um, and they'll you know put up like colorful you know like a bunting around like hanging yeah. from the trees, or they'll yeah. hang Chinese lanterns for a Chinese New Year, or um, they'll take balloons on his birthday. And yeah. but her kids are so, and sometimes she's like, "Am I crazy?" Because I just my kids come to the cemetery and and we play, and like we'll have a picnic and we'll do, and I'm just thinking, no, I I think. You are teaching your kids that this is a real part of our lives that affects mm-hmm. every day of our life. Mm-hmm. And, and the cemetery um, is a place that is not without hope. Right. And right. it's not a place, it's not a, a taboo place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a place where we, we honor the memory. It's a, it's a tangible way for us to honor our loved ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's not wherever it is. And they don't think that's where he is. Right. But it's a way for them to ha- to just like connect mm-hmm. with with him and celebrate him. And so I, I just think it's really interesting. It's, it's really kind of a family by family or yeah. person by person. Um, but I think the most important thing that I've learned, and that I'm still learning, I mean, I've not learned, I am learning and I'm not doing great at but doing the best we can is just to lean in and yeah. just not try to fix it. But just and to let them see our processing too. Yeah, you know, to be like, I don't understand this either, and this is the stinks. Like it's, and that's, you know, I mean, it's, 
That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that is putting it mildly. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend, a friend of the pod, Michael Ware, this week, he said, we are in the same place, and he said, it feels like people spend 90% of their time trying to be comfortable. Yeah. And that that's how we're using our money and our time and everything. And comfort is not where, you know, as believers, comfort is not where our joy comes from. Okay, well, you can say that to me, but I'm telling you, it feels way better. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's true. Well, that's, <laughs> you're maybe right. Not, you're right. I'm just saying, sitting from across the table from me, you know that I don't yeah. like being uncomfortable. It's so true, though, that that's, I mean, even like, what can make my life easier? What yes. can make things more convenient? Yes. Or maybe it's not joy. Maybe it's like Jesus brings us comfort, but it's not necessarily in the comforts of life that we have our our richest fellowship with him. Yeah. You know, my richest fellowship with Jesus has been on the days when I can't even really tell you why I believe he's there. Yeah. <laughs> the days you know what I mean? Like the, want. Yeah. the hardest days. Yeah. And again, like really easy to just sit here and say, and you know, into a podcast mic, but it's, um, but it's true that there is a, and I don't know that it's like, oh yeah, if you're going to put a hierarchy of how we get to know Christ, um, suffering's number one. I mean, I do think that, <laughs> right. I do think scripture teaches that there's something unique and significant yeah. that happens in scripture that does, I mean, and I think that scripture teaches that there's something unique and significant that happens in suffering as yes. um, for Counted us as believers, yeah. right? That doesn't happen elsewhere I agree. in other circumstances. Um, Which but, is why we can't bubble wrap our children. I'm the least parent exactly. here, but I'm what I'm <laughs> watching in my friends' lives and what I'm listening to people teaching about and what I'm uh, parenting and what I'm watching y'all is that you just, our inclination is, let me make this as easy for them as possible yeah, because I don't want them to hurt. Because we love them. Yes, That's of course. Right. Yeah. We love them, and we don't want. And you know, I don't want to feel that hurt either. And so I don't even want little Zana Barnes to have to walk anywhere. I'll just carry. I'll her. just carry. I'll just carry her. But what you would look that do tired. To her yeah. Come here. Let me just carry you, Annie. I love so much that you said I'm the least parent here. You didn't say I'm not a parent. <laughs> right. Right. I'm the least parent I'm here. The least parent here. <laughs> that that makes my heart happy. But I just think there's got to be the suffering thing. We have to let the people that we're raising, whether we're, I think about this with the person I'm mentoring and the couple people that are, that I'm speaking into their lives that are younger women than me and younger men than me of like, yeah, I can't actually just, I I could make this better. I can't make this better. Yeah. And really, when you even think about our relationships with each other. Let's do it, that. Couples month. Go. Yeah. So when you think about our relationships with each other, I think that like. Seasons of joy and like you think about like oh, I'm gonna t- we're gonna take like Rachel and I have taken some really fun trips together yeah and we have Amanda's that- a good travel buddy oh. and, I well, think Amanda goes seven on vacation yeah well it's fun but it's also really easy to do that when you're traveling with Rachel because she she just is like I know right where we're going and what we're gonna do when we get there you don't worry about a thing and I I, that's I do exactly how I want to travel I, yeah I have never known a more hospitable person than you right. Wow. Right, I'm Thank really you. serious. You're the most I mean, hospitable person I, I know. I second wow. that. I yeah. mean, it is it is no small spiritual gift that, yes. that Rachel has. I agree for hospitality, and that's what she does on vacation. Yeah, it's the best. Um, and We're so, now taking applications for vacation. Yeah, 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 you're not, yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not a travel tour tour yeah. guide. <laughs> and she could be travel agent. So travel when we guide. take a really fun trip, we bond on trips like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the the real depth of our friendship is forged in like 
the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe the conversation is that true for marriage? Maybe the conversations where we have knots in our stomachs the whole yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, and it's not that it's it's just different. It's not. It, it, there's a richness um, in in walking through something hard, and mm-hmm. and I think that's true in the case of believers. I don't know if I don't know if that's true, and but you know, like if you liken that to like if we're saying when we suffer or when we're, in, we're enduring hardship that that draws us closer to Christ, um, like we know that's true. Scripture tells us that's true, and we've experienced that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as believers, when Amanda and I go through when we face something difficult, we know even if we're on opposing sides of an idea, we are we have a shared goal. Yeah. That's the thing about believers. We have a shared goal. And and that is, um, in the end, we want uh, to love God and love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if we're if we're both if those are our main things, then we're, however we wherever we arrive or however we arrive at it, I hope we're arriving at it in love, mm-hmm. in care for each other, mm-hmm. um, and with the goal of glorifying God. Yeah. yeah. And so and that's what happens when we have conversations, which I think is why they're so beneficial in drawing us closer yeah. to each other yeah. in the same way that it would draw us closer to Christ. Yeah. I have a friend who's we wrestle not, with if we wrestle yeah, with him. That's right. My friend who doesn't believe everything we believe. He was married to a person of faith, and they got divorced. Yeah. And he and I were talking about, it and he said, "You're going to marry a Christian, right?" And I said, "Yeah. That, I mean, that's my plan. Yes. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes." <laughs> and he was like, "If I could do one thing different, I would tell my wife, my ex-wife, to marry a Christian." And I said, "Tell me uh-huh. why." And he said. It is really hard. Yeah, marriage is already hard, but when you're using two different maps, it's even yes. harder. Mm-hmm. And he said, and we just never were on the same map. I never believed what she believed. She always had really strong beliefs about this and that and the other. And because of that, when things got sideways, when the suffering happened, it didn't draw them closer together. Your baseline is different. Yeah. it's a di- different language. Right. I was so just you, about to say that you're so, using a different language of hope. But like there's got to be men and women listening who are married to people who don't believe everything they believe. So what's the hope for them? I mean, I think it's the same. It's just it's just whether you both. I mean, I think the hope for them is Jesus. Yes. You know, I think the hope for them is the same as the hope for us. I think Jesus is the hope of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But cuz divorce isn't the only answer when one partner isn't a believer. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's you know, it's not. Growing up um just as a kid in Michigan, yeah. uh, there was a woman in our church who was married, had a couple of kids. Her kids were a little bit older than ours or older than me. Yeah. Her husband was not a believer and she was. And so the the mom and the kids would go to church every Sunday and they were very active and uh, just lovely folks. I never met the husband. Uh, and then uh, a couple weeks ago, we went back to Ryan's parents' house. Like now, as a grown-up. So weeks as ago. a grown-up, just okay. a couple weeks ago, yeah. we went back to Michigan to visit Ryan's parents, <clears throat> went to church, and they had tes- oh, good, and they had testimony Sunday. Like it yeah. was just like sweet. That's and she so sweet. stood up. That mom? That mom. She was there still. Uh, stood up and I didn't, I had really like, there's a huge gap mentally for me in that story. Sure. But she stood up and just started talking about what it was like for decades and decades to be a spiritual widow. I'd never heard that term before, yeah. but that wow. worked for her. Yeah. Um, and to, and so she was saying, and I, I didn't even know where the story was headed. I just had had no update on this family. So she talked about the decades of being a spiritual widow until her husband found the Lord, which was like huge. Decades. But decades of waiting. And then she said, and then we had about five years until until the cancer came. And then they had about two years. And so she had like this like total of like seven years of of living with her husband as both of them believers. Even like some of those were really difficult years because of medical reasons. 
I don't know. It was just interesting. That whole story was just fascinating to me because she prayed every Sunday for her husband and it was decades and he did come to the Lord and then he went to the Lord, which for her is just, I mean, the the best end of the story, even as she stood up and like shared that testimony, the the thing that she was celebrating is that her husband is with the Lord. She would love for the celebration to be, my husband knows the Lord and he's with me. Anyway, all of that was just really interesting and contemplative to me, even to hear that phrase, which I'd never heard before, and I kind of wanted to chew on for a little bit, like yeah. what would like being a spiritual widow when you're married to somebody yeah. who isn't a believer. Yeah. Well, here's what we know. We know that the redemption story is is ongoing. Yeah. And it's long. Yeah. And it, it spans generations and lifetimes. And so... Um, I heard someone say recently that some stories just take a long time to tell. And, yeah. like, you just think about that with with the Lord's um, story that he's writing with each human heart. And mm-hmm. so that they don't all look the same. Yeah. And, um, and, and they so, certainly don't all end up the same way. No. Yeah, that's it. Uh, one of my buddies and his wife, both Christians, are separated right now. Mm. And he and I were at a dinner, at the same dinner a couple of weeks ago, and talking. He said, I don't know what to do except to stay here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, we're both praying and we're both trying to figure it out, but I don't know what else to do. And I was like, I, I, okay. I mean, it was one of those where I was like, I don't have an answer either. Right. I, but he wasn't looking to me for an answer. He just was telling me his story. But I just thought, man, I will commit to pray because stories are just long. Stories are long. Everyone's story is long. Yeah. And a different, you know, and, and like, even if, even if a life is short, the story is long. Yeah. Because we are, you know, we're all a part of this, uh, of this story. And, you know, it kind of, I know we, I'm just looked down at our Lent books. Um, that's so kind of, that, that is the gist of what, it's yeah. the heart yeah. of what we are stepping into for Lent this year is, you know, this book that we're reading together, the book of Jeremiah, it is the longest prophecy book in the Bible. Yeah. So buckle up. Yeah, get ready, everybody. (laughs) But get excited. It is, right. right. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to wade through the book of Jeremiah and you're, you know, a little bit nervous about it, do it with friends, which is, that's what we're doing. We're reading through this together. But if it is a chapter in the story of God's people, Mm. And and it is a reflection of um, it's it's a very you know it's a, it's a it's an actual historical chapter of of the lives of God's people, but it's also a chapter of our story as God's mm-hmm. people. And so um, I think if it, it could be that if you're in the middle of a long story right now, Jeremiah yeah. might fit the bill yeah. because just uh, that kind of reality check of this is we all have that. We all have an element of long suffering, or you know, of, Man, say of that. waiting. We all have long suffering. There is yes. not a person who is not waiting for something, right? That's the thing. It, everybody thinks no one else is waiting as much as they're waiting, and shoot. everybody, everyone's waiting. Yeah, everyone's waiting. Right. I mean, he's set eternity in the hearts of men. They can't yes. know what the Lord's doing from the beginning to the end. So that can sound depressing, but it can also sound like. I mean, first of all, he created us like this to long for him. And secondly, it's every single one of us. Yeah. You know, mankind, every yeah. single person. Yeah. I uh, was telling my friend Nate, uh, he loves liturgical calendars like we do. 
And uh, <laughs> I, I was saying to him, yeah, I was saying to him, I was like, oh, I'm so bored. It's ordinary time. You know, you know, y'all know how I feel about ordinary time. <laughs> it's coming for you. Yeah, he was like. But Annie, then it's Lent. Then it's Lent. And it's very sad. <laughs> and I was like, but then it's Easter. Yeah. <laughs> of course I did. But now we're entering Lent. It just feels like this uh, conversation leads so beautifully to the sadness that is Lent. Yeah. That I mean, that if there is a season on the church calendar that has that has some heaviness to it, mm-hmm. it tends to be Lent. And the heaviness is this, like, the reason that Lent is heavy. Um, is not just because it's cold and it's wintertime, but like it's it's this long term invitation to take a hard look at our sin. Forty eight days ish, mm-hmm. yeah. Forty days if you don't count Sundays, but if you count Sundays, if you count. Su- Annie, listen, take those Sundays for feasting. That's what they're meant to be. That's right. That's right. But they still they're still, still there. from start to finish. Still it's still forty eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the, the and so that's the thing. Like even with like a book like Jeremiah, like it's a really great way to. Um, take a look at our sin because mm. we're meant to see ourselves in that story. We're meant to see ourselves in the story of the tribe of Judah and and to see that just like with them, that really sin only leads to one thing. Mm. Sin only leads to separation from God. Yeah. And so it's a long time to think about that. But honestly, sometimes it takes me that long to really get there, to really get dug in and yeah. to, and to, and in, and some, Yeah. you know, and, but isn't it lovely that yeah. Lent leads to the cross? Yes, and and out of the grave. I was laughing this morning. I just because, rose my arm up like I was. <laughs> both doing, of y'all have your yeah. hands in the air, just for the world to know. You both have your hands up. Let's but just, mine was more of an a like. You were gesturing. She was. She was. Amanda yes. was praising, yeah, and mine she was, was like you some like. Props. Uh, he came from heaven. <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> um, this morning when I was writing, I was writing the calendar for the rest of the year. Uh, liturgically, <laughs> what a dork! Bless you. And so I, I was scrapbooking. Doing. Were you scrapbooking? Here? <laughs> I was. I'm I was getting scrapbook. my lit scrapbook ready. I'm organizing um, my scrapbook according to the liturgical right. calendar. I was listening. Y'all know, <laughs> and y'all know this, but and I think most of our listeners know that Awaken Nashville is going on right now. So we're in a 30 yeah. day fast right now. And so I was like, how much time do I have between the two? <laughs> Three days. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go okay. for tacos. <laughs> I saw that, and I thought. I thought about you. Yeah. Because I thought, oh no. Like, <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of time in between the two. What can I do to really support Annie? That. Yeah. I feel like that Kevin should have like hey, thought, know, thought this through. Space. If you could just um, tuck that into Lent. If yeah. you could double dip here. Lent is not fasting. Luckily, they're very different. Gracious me. I was like, I've That's got a long three time days with- to eat taco. Exactly right. I got three, but I'm not going to. Yeah. But I just thought it was really interesting how close they not up next to each other. Yeah. How um, many Coke Icy's can you drink in three days? Gosh, right. Well, <laughs> TBD. I will let you know. You just wait and see. <laughs> let, Report everyone, back. Tune in from February 24th to 26th, <laughs> the morning of. Ash Wednesday. For, yeah, Ash Wednesday. Man, when I went, I, when I, a couple of years ago, was had a real sacrificial Lent season. Mm-hmm. Man, when I got to that Ash Wednesday service, I was like, well, here we go. This is what <laughs> this it is. This is about to get real. Okay, so for any of our friends that are listening that maybe didn't hear, one of my favorite things about y'all is we always do Advent and Lent. Yeah. And you help lead us in these two seasons and in these two studies. If someone has popped in since last year, last yeah. spring, last winter, can y'all kind of describe, I mean, we talked about the sadness of Lent, but can you describe what Lent is and, and and why do we celebrate it when we're not Catholic? These are the frequently asked questions. Yes, yes. these are FAQs that we're going to hit real quick. Absolutely. So um, we are personally not Catholic. And so Lent 
one thing I think it's important to know is that Lent is not, I mean, just like Advent, it's not prescribed in Scripture. There is nowhere in Scripture that says um, this is not a command from the Lord right. to observe. I mean, the church calendar is something that we lean on that, you know, that the early church and the church fathers and mothers, I don't know, I just toss that in. I assume that yeah. the women had something to do with this. I hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so... In order to have a father, he had to have a mother. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, they're <laughs> mothers bringing you on in. Yeah. Come on, guys. And girls. Um, and so this is the rhythm of the yearly calendar that they would, mm-hmm. you know, just as we have seasons of, you know, weather and uh, green things right. and all of that, seasons of, what am I trying to say? Rhythms. I mean, rhythms. These, are, yes. these are our rhythms. rhythms. Right. Natural seasons. And seasons and nature is the word that I was looking oh, there you for, go. everyone. It's a in tough word. is what you went for. What? Yeah. <laughs> weather. No, hold on. Those pause. Weather things. I said. Every year. I said weather and green things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're really doing it today. That's we're super at the top of the, the first twenty minutes, we went deep and on went, scrapbooking. I, I'll never get past that. I'll never I love it so much. It. Okay, so anyway, nature has yeah. seasons. Yeah, and the Christian life has seasons, mm-hmm. and so the season of Lent um, is forty-ish days leading up to Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. And so um, traditionally starts on Ash Wednesday. And do you and know what is you, Ash Wednesday? Well, so Ash... I know what we did when is, I was a kid. We put ashes on our head. Mm-hmm. And like do, do you know what cross. those ashes are from? Um, Come on. No, I did Wait, at some I, point. I did too. I've it's forgotten. When you, from Palm Sunday, the oh, last year. Oh, yeah, they year, burn last they burn the palms. palms. And they save those ashes for yes, Ash Wednesday the next right. year. That's and right. when they... Put the ashen cross on your forehead. They say normally something like, "From, from dust, dust you, you came, came, and dust you shall return." Yeah, I mean, I've and heard so, that. Every, I grew up Methodist, so I heard that every year of yeah. my littleness. And so Lent is uh, Ash Wednesday is a day where we acknowledge our mortality. Yeah, we're humans. We're not God. Yeah, we are sinful, flawed human beings, and we need a Savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Lent is. It's a 40-ish day time of kind of saying that to ourselves every day. Yeah. I need a savior. And I'm going to remember the reasons why. And not in a vague way of like, I'm a sinner. That is true. I need to really examine my heart. and, And I need to start naming those sins and allowing space for the Holy Spirit to convict me and name those sins in me so that I can confess them back to the Lord and turn and forsake my sin and run straight to that cross on Good Friday. Um, So Holy Week is the last week of Lent leading up to resurrection. Add something. I have so many things to add, but Amanda, you did I like the way you ended that, Amanda, because it's more than just acknowledging our sin, more than just yes. naming our sin, but it's actually repenting. It's yes. actually that, like, I hate and forsake is sort of the language that is oh, used. that's great language. But, like, that's the thing. I'll name my sin, but then what I need to do is hate it yeah. and turn from it fully and, yeah. and, and really – and it, it can't be done in our own might. We know that. but And, and, and so much of it is just is naming our sin before the Lord, hating it, forsaking it, and just asking the Lord – to to walk with us out out of that yeah and away from that every single bit of what rachel just described requires the grace of god who's compassionate yeah and whose love um the title of our our study this year is his love endures and so not just endures throughout time and generations um but endures 
us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and our sin and the number of times that I have confessed the same thing. I mean, me yeah. too. And I hate it. I forsake it, and I turn right back around, you yeah. know, and and just a savior who is. Um, that compassionate and loving Um, was reading the story of Mary and Martha the other day and how like Martha's so frustrated. And it just occurred to me for the first time as I was reading that story, you know, she's like, you know, Jesus, don't you see, like I'm doing all the work and she's just sitting here. Would you please tell her to help me? And she's, I, I don't know. I'm just reading into the text. It sounds like she's frustrated and Jesus isn't frustrated. Yeah. And I was with like, Martha what? or Mary. Right. He's not frustrated with And I'm not to say that like yeah. frustration is a sin and Jesus was never <laughs> frustrated. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying like I he does he's not frustrated. Like yeah. the way that God hates our sin is not I think it goes beyond frustration. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so but just like he's tender toward us. Yeah. Do you know what I love? Now, I recognize that Martha was in sin and or, or was not doing what was best is what Jesus said. Oh, but she was getting I'm still very pro-Martha. Because when Lazarus done. dies, mm-hmm. it says, when Martha heard Jesus was coming, she ran out to meet him and Mary stayed home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. always like, Martha just girl. gets it done. Oh, I, Martha's like, and I know that there's people who say, don't be a Mary, be a Mary in a Martha world and be a, you know, and and that all is very good because some personality types need to be told mm-hmm. to sit and rest. The sentiment of that is, is good. It's very right. But, mm-hmm. but I'm like, let's go, Martha. Oh, I, when you hear Jesus mm-hmm. is coming and I'm not mad at you. you are walking right to him and yeah. Mary's staying home. And then also, Martha comes back and goes, hey, Jesus is on the way and he wants to see you, Mary. And yeah. Mary goes, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, she's serving. I mean, yes. she's worshiping the Lord through her actions yes. while Mary is worshiping at the feet of Jesus. So I don't, you know, I, I it's, it's so, it's, it's interesting. Not a, it's not a surface value, face Mm-mm. value yes. story. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just think so, the long, the better you learn the both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Mary is also the one who broke open one of the stories. That uh-huh. Mary's the one who broke open yep. the oil. Mm-hmm. And, and Martha didn't do that. That's I just, such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I feel like Martha was practical. Like, yeah. you know, and like Mary, like that wasn't practical at all. But, um, but I yeah, mean, Mary never did anything practical. Somebody's got to go- do the stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, church, uh, like when you, you set up the sound system and the chairs and all that, like, somebody has to do that stuff. It doesn't just like descend from heaven into place. Like people do those things. Yeah. And I feel like Martha is, she's the volunteer organizer yeah. at her church. <laughs> right. Different body parts of the body of Christ. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Amanda and Rachel to tell you about our friends at Glossier. I am a big believer that what you do to your skin really matters. Your skincare is a big deal. And Glossier believes beauty starts with the skin first, makeup second, gals. I got a box of Glossier lotions and moisturizer and lip balm, and y'all, my face is so happy. It has been so great. I love the Milky Jelly Cleanser. It is this beautiful gel formula that makes washing my face a really excellent experience, truly. And I am not a fan when it's late at night and I just want to go to bed. I can pretty quickly talk myself out of not washing my face, but luckily I go, okay, 
This feels great. It's going to be awesome. It washes away all the excess dirt, oil, and makeup and is gentle on my eyes, which matters a lot to me. And it is really pretty packaging, which I greatly appreciate. And this Milky Jelly Cleanser is one of Glossier's top-selling products, and people are obsessed, your Annie F. included. In 2015, Glossier asked their community, what's your dream face wash? And then they took hundreds of responses that they got as the inspiration and went to work. And a year later, the Milky Jelly Cleanser was released. So you too can get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself by visiting Glossier.com slash podcast slash that sounds fun. Learn more and take the quiz to find out your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus all new customers, all of my friends will get 10% off your first order at Glossier.com slash podcast slash that sounds fun. Again, that's Glossier, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com slash podcast slash that sounds fun. Certain exclusions apply, but I think you're going to absolutely love this. I hope you all check it out. Do y'all remember I'm looping through the Gospels for this whole year? I do. Yes. How's it going? It's great. I got, I got all the way through January, yes. and I'm starting on February, job. so I did it. Oh, I'm Annie, switching to the message version, version for February. I did um, NIV for January. I mm-hmm. didn't even think about switching versions. Yeah, I'm going to try to switch all 12 times and do something different all 12 times. Oh, that's cool. I don't know that I'll read different versions all 12 times, but I want to do something a but little different But one to the next. Year. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But I'm really, it has been so interesting that there have been pieces that I'm like, I know I've passed over this, but I didn't notice that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and there's been, and that part about Martha, I was like, yes, my girl did get up and go. Yeah. And it's just been, the more you read about Jesus and every, every gospel sits so long on the last week. Yeah. yeah. All four of them, you get every detail just about. Mm-hmm. And even the gospels that don't spend a lot of time on the nativity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, is it John where John he, he starts and Jesus in the beginning is going with the word? Yeah. 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 He's always going here. It's just like, yeah. Oh, you guys got this. Yeah. I'm just going. Yeah. 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 It's it's so just Jesus poetic. didn't come in Bethlehem. He's been there since the beginning. Gosh, yeah, I'm yeah, so, yeah. Oh goodness. I feel like I mean, Jesus did grateful. also come in Bethlehem. Just yes, to be clear. Just, <laughs> dear everyone. <laughs> dear world. I feel newly grateful that he did it start his you know start with the nativity yeah. like what would we do without in the beginning was the word i know <gasps> i know i john is one of my favorite ones too because at the end of john when he says there are so many stories of jesus that if i'd have written them all down it would have taken up yes. every book yes and the and, and the whole world and you're like he did so much more he did so much more yes i love that here's the thing about the church calendar that okay. i love i think that like so amanda explained it really well and so did you annie But I think that, like, when we talk about Lind and, like, this is the season where we look hard at our sin, like, that's why we have the church calendar, because we need a forced rhythm. We really need that, because Lind is not the only time we should be looking hard at our sin. That should be every day. We could start every day that way, but we're... As my worship pastor of old used to say, we are a stupid and forgetful people. Like yeah. we forget and and we need to remember to do these things. So if Advent were not built into our calendars, we might not pause to like really sit and slow awe of the advent of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And if Lent weren't built into our calendars, we wouldn't take the quarter of the year it takes to really slow down and actually remember how desperately in need of 
something bigger than us. Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. And so that's why I love the church calendar because it, it weaves us in and out of these things that we would fully forget. Yes. Yeah. It's like we need breakfast, lunch. We need breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's right. Yeah. Like we got our bodies actually can't function if we do not eat. Yes. And so we need these like planned times of the day. Yeah. Uh, and so that we need the planned times of the year to to truly think. If I didn't have Easter. I don't know that I would remember to really spend some time. Okay, so this you know where this is leading me to ask you. After Easter is a it, the next thing on the calendar is 50 days of celebrating Easter tide. Easter tide. Annie's excited. You're ready, aren't it's you? It's it's a 50-day party. 50 days Pause. of tacos. Why doesn't tide have a flavor, a scent called Easter tide? Oh, right. I mean, spring. We're the, we're the Christians of that company. <laughs> How are we supposed to celebrate Easter tide? I mean, I want. I've never heard anybody do it, but I said to Nate, "I want to celebrate Easter." Why are we not? Because people, you know, are. I think Annie just wants fewer green days on the calendar. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I want fewer ordinary. That's right. But I do think if it exists on the calendar, yeah, yeah. because you know, we just the liturgical calendar. We just came through Advent and Christmas, not too awful long ago. Supposed to be how many days? Twenty-eight. Well, it's the four Sundays before Christmas. Wait, wait, Advent. Advent. But then then there's then twelve days. Twelve days into Epiphany. Twelfth twelfth night in Epiphany. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are, you know, church calendar purists who are like, how dare, do not take that tree down. We are not finished with Christmas, you know? And so, you know, mine was down before New Year's. (laughs) Mine was gone. Should be there till the sixth. Mine was not. Yeah. But where are those people for Easter? Where I'm going to be her. Let's do it. I'm going to become okay, so the how purist. Okay, so how do we celebrate Easter I don't know. Time? I'm going to really Google it. It's got to have something to do with it. I'm going to really Google it. really Google That's it. like double level Google. I'm going to really Google it. Double down on I'm that. I'm just going to see Different what, the, search what have people done. Yeah. Like what, historically, what, what have people done? What songs are uh, attributed to Easter time? And what I love is it's two days longer than Lent. Yeah. It's an yeah. actual 50 days, right? So That's the good. so there's like Look at that. even though you count the You've Sundays. You've already googled it. Well, I do know how long it is. Okay, only okay. because I only knew it was 50 days, but you know, it's really 40 versus 50, but if you count the 8 Sundays, which when you are those are feast days though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are supposed to. Okay, so Easter tide we're going to figure it out. What color is Easter tide? I just I, don't know. I feel like okay. we need to go to Westminster Abbey and see what the drapings are. So I'm going to have to call, I'm going to have to call the Abbey. But I even want to think about like what are the feels that we need. So if we're if if Lent is we're in this season of I'm googling it while you're talking. Looking at <laughs> looking at our sin and confession and repentance and um, and looking at the cross and being ready to just just celebrate. Mm-hmm. To the nth degree on Resurrection Sunday. That are like the, everything is, the, death has been defeated. Right. And Sin so I feel, I mean, for. the word that's coming to mind is, mind is freedom. Well, and it feels, yeah. like, it feels like great tide. commissioned territory. Yeah, because that's when it happened. We got the ascension, yeah. we got great commission, like, and then like the early church, like maybe these are all those moments. Is that Easter tide? Yeah. Yes. All that, because Pentecost, Pentecost happened. I think Pentecost is the end of it. Okay. I think that's the end of it. Um, I Googled how to celebrate Easter tide. Live Googling yeah, with Annie yeah. Downs. There's, we're going to have to do, it's going to take more than just this. <laughs> this one says six ways to celebrate Easter Tide. Okay. Celebrate Easter's 50 days. Wikipedia. It's all there, everyone. Everyone can Google you it. You guys can Google it. But this. I am going to try to sort through it. Uh, when we talked about this, the feast days on Sunday, mm-hmm. because a lot of people give up chocolate or alcohol or social media or people give things up for Lent. Yeah. Why? To remind us of our 
a tangible reminder of our need for Christ. Okay. And to um, feel a dependence, to, to feel a to lack, reassign, of to reassign yes. a dependence. Right. So very yeah. similar to fasting, where yeah. when I am hungry, it is meant to turn me. When I'm fasting and I am hungry, yes. it is meant to turn me toward God and say, more than. Hung, more than hungry for food, I am hungry for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I am hum- this this feeling reminds me that my spirit feels us even more. Yeah. More than bread, I need. Yes, yes. yes. And so and, that's why we give up something at Lent? Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, not something that is prescribed, but I mean, Lent, um, the, the inspiration, so to speak, for Lent or the model for the 40-ish days of Lent is Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness. And that is exactly what he did, is when he was tempted— with bread, with power, with, you know, by the devil himself, he's, he turns to the word. He yeah. turns to God. And so to me, to, to give something up or, um, it, it is that it's an exercise of, of feeling in a new way and in a tangible way, our lack, yeah. our dependence on the Lord. It's a way to reorder our affections, Yeah, you know, to feel it. I mean, mm-hmm. the first minute that I'm not on Instagram in a Social yeah. media fast, it stirs up something gross in me. Yeah, and yeah. just to and then probably gets rid of a lot of gross too. That's it. It if, feels you, you like you can't find it till you stir it up. Yeah, if our if our sin is an iceberg, it's like this is a way to just kind of scratch at the tip of it and like yeah. and to really to really get a glimpse yeah. at at what's in our hearts. Yeah, um, and and I think that Jesus. One thing that I like to try to remember is after forty days is when Jesus was tempted. A lot of times we think in the middle of Lent or in the middle of a fast Mm -hmm. that that's going to be hard. But what actually sometimes ends up happening is right when something ends, there's a little bit of a hard something. And Mm -hmm. I like to remind myself of that and my friends of that. That's that's right. Thank you for clarifying that. No, you didn't say it wrong. Well, but but, it's very hard that Jesus didn't eat for 40 days. Well, and joke. Yeah. And so like he was hungry. I mean, the text says he was hungry. And alone. So he sacrificed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was at the end of that that the enemy offered him everything. And then it says that the angels came and, and ministered to him. him. Ministered to him. Yeah. And you just go, okay, at the end of the hard, mm-hmm. I yeah. will be ministered to. And this is not, um, and this is where, you know, for for us as, as um, Protestant believers, which happens to be what the three of us in this room are. Yes. But um, we also believe that Catholics are believers yes, in this room. It, we do not, we do not, um, we're not, Paying for our sin by yes. our sacrifice of yes. whatever it is we're giving up. This That's is right. not That's our penance. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we are simply. It's not simple at all. Don't you love the word simply? You just yeah. throw it in there, but it really <laughs> simply. simply nine times out of ten, the thing you're talking about is not simple. That's right. That's right. But we are we are tasting the sacrifice, yeah. but it is not um, Jesus. Like I want to. I want to be very clear that That's right. uh, that Jesus paid that yeah. debt. And so when we study Jeremiah during Lent, Ray, where are we going? What's the what's the reason for Jeremiah? As in, like, why did we pick Jeremiah? Yeah. For the he's and the she's, correct? The he's and yes. the she's, they're both reading Jeremiah. There are some really deep reasons that we choose books like that, and then there are some other, like, practical reasons. Like, um, we don't often do a seven-week book, and yeah. we really need seven it's weeks very to thick. get through <laughs> Jeremiah. It's a, it's a big book. Yeah. Um, but we've actually found, and this has just been true, just about any book you picked out in in the 66, 
it's going to point you to your need for Christ. I mean, I mean that's the thing. So. Yeah. I mean, we did Exodus one year. We did Isaiah oh, I love year. the year we did Exodus. Exodus may have been my favorite. That was my one favorite. of my favorite ones. Really I'm excited good. about Jeremiah, but Exodus was one of my favorites. But but Jeremiah, that's like, this is where we just watch the consequences of sin. Mm. And we watch, the, you know, the, the tribe of Judah, they are, um, like I said earlier, the consequence of sin is always the same. You're separated from Christ. And and in this case, they actually are relocated. The temple is destroyed. Like that place where God dwelled with his people, yeah. there's a there's a physical separation. Yeah. And it's a it is a reminder to us as 21st century readers that this is a tangible thing that happens, yep. did not just happen, right. but does happen. Yeah. Um, that there is separation when we that wages of sin is death, like the wages of sin is death and separation. We cannot have an uh, an intimate relationship with Christ if we are in sin, mm-hmm. and so I think not if we're sinning. Everyone's sinning, yes. but if you're living in it and you're never looking at it and you're just going back to it, mm-hmm. that's what's going to separate that's you. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's why Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I think Amanda. I mean, you have I'm sure way insightful things to add to that. But well, I usually do. <laughs> no, classic um, Amanda. Well, we also did. You know, we've. Um, the truth is we we created this resource and this reading plan with our team a couple months ago. Sure. So there's sort of a anytime you know, in now a shorter that, window than usual or a normal No, a yeah. normal a normal window. Um but it's just, you know, the it's created ahead of time and so there's always like, okay, wait, we've got to go back and remember yeah. You know, all the conversations, all the research. And so, but the book of Jeremiah is where we hear the promise of the new covenant that's yes. to come. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the book of Jeremiah is long, just like Lent. Yep. And, but right in the middle is a, a section of scripture known as the book of comforts. And yeah. so right in the that, middle. Do you know that, Annie, that that's the actual, like, heading? Is Over the, the center of Jeremiah? And it's right in the middle of the book. It's chapters, is it 30 through 33? That sweet. That sounds right. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not positive. But I do um, have it in front of me. It is right. 30 oh, to 33. well, there yeah. you go. But that's, yeah. it's called the Book of Comforts, right that's in the so middle sweet. of this story of sin and yeah. separation. Yeah, and that, uh, oh. and so the new covenant, the fulfillment of the new covenant is Jesus. Yeah. Um, Jesus ushers in the new covenant. And so that in that way, the book of Jeremiah, it just goes hand in hand yeah. with Lent because it is a picture of sin and it is a picture of salvation yeah. in a very different way than Exodus was, but still in in a way that is is true of our Christian story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and it's, it's beautiful. And some of the, um, like the part of the key verse, I've got some of this in front of me. I like that Jeremiah isn't just about sin. Yeah, I like that there's promise and that there is hope and building and I I actually have like this like chunk of the book of comforts that like if you'll let me yeah because you know how you let us pray out sometimes at the end can we can we read that verse as our as our out because it's like the most beautiful like promising yeah you can don't let me forget no that's great yeah one of the things also this is a skip ahead but can you what's what are we going to do after there's a purpose to this question what are we going to do after Jeremiah. Okay, here's what I'm excited about. I don't know if I told your listeners this at Advent. Probably it was such a like a new baby at the yeah. time. So we're doing um, one. We're doing a couple things. Is it Amanda right after Lent that we're I'm doing looking. the promises of God? I don't think so. Hold on. Well, whatever. Not long after Lent. <laughs> here's what's coming. Yeah. The promises of God is probably <laughs> the plan in 2020. That I feel like Stefan and Essen. If you're looking, yeah, <laughs> plan. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you why that matters First, to us here. We just had a conversation with Jarrett Stevens about praying God's promises over oh, yeah. praying what you think he's promised. Yes. And so if we will sit and study the promises. Hands both up. Both hands are up. Hands four up. hands are up. <laughs> Woo! If we will actually study the promises of what God promised us, yep. that teaches us how to pray. Exactly. Because I don't. I don't want to put my hope in in an empty thing. No. And so I'm not going to put my hope in a thing that you think that God has promised me. Yeah. This is the so here's I'm the gonna thing. I'm going to put my hope in God. That's it. And then if there is something he has promised, that's it. And that's the thing. We have we we got to do Lent. And we like and we do have to do Lent. Like it is good and then to yes, go forever out, you have to for me. And to come out of that uh, into this promises study. We'll yeah. do one, two, three, John in between. Yes. And first, I actually first, love, second, and third John. That's yeah. our like inside baseball. Like, no, one, I, two, like three, John. I actually love first, second, and third but John. But here's, here's the thing. So this promises of God study was not necessarily something that had been on our radar for a long time. It came out of conversations that we'd been having of even this language that isn't necessarily wrong, but also makes me a little, a little uncomfortable. This language mm-hmm. of believing for things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that phrase, I'm believing for this for you. And and it's it feels like a really like kind of a truth adjacent, dangerous territory. Because it's very sweet. No one says it to be truth adjacent. No, and no one They genuinely in their hearts are going, I believe. Of, God, yes. Yes. Annie, I am believing uh-huh. for this podcast to be number one. Like I'm believing this <laughs> for you. Right, girl. right. But, but girl, like, he even said girl, it like everybody said, girl, it, oh, I'm believing this for you. Yeah, but... <laughs> But believing for something for a person is very generous of you, but you have no power to do that. And if you and when you say like I'm believing for Christ to give this to you, or I'm believing for that to happen, then what does that do with our relationship with the Lord? Has he let us down if it hasn't happened? Girl, it makes me so uncomfortable, which is okay. why this Promises of God book has to exist. So when will Promises of God be? April. End of April. April. Okay. Yeah. And so so the catch there, and it's not a catch. That we've talked a lot about the nuance in like believing for and believing in. Yeah. Like you can believe for something yeah. if you understand that yeah. like it's like a it's like a hope. You know, like I yeah. hope mm-hmm. I hope for this thing, yeah. but I hope in mm-hmm. Christ. So I'm not gonna place my hope in an outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that has not been promised to me. Yeah, the only right. outcome that's been promised to me is that is Revelation territory, yes. you know, That's like right. new right. heavens, new That's earth, resurrected mm-hmm. body, no more tears. Right. Mm-hmm. I will hope for that and in that all day long. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm believing for that for That's you, right. Annie. That's right. Revelation mm-hmm. 21, we can believe that for people. Yeah. And a lot of this is semantics. I think the point is like, but there, there's a level of it that's a heart level that can get well, and the better, really tricky, really it's fast. It's why we need to study. That's right. You're, yeah. Everyone That's right. who says, I'm believing this for someone, believing for healing or provision or whatever, is doing it from the best heart. Yeah, and exactly. Me too. Yeah. Me right. too. Right. The better we get to know scripture, the, be- the actually the more effective we are in our praying life and the more mm-hmm. effective we are in believing for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and so this is just going to help. Here's the reason I brought it up. I'm thinking about Easter baskets. And actually on YouTube, we're going to talk about how we fill up Easter baskets. But one of my thoughts is what for all of our friends who are like high school, college plus get them a, she reads truth or he reads truth Bible. Cause that new champagne color. I can't quit that thing. And then get them the next, get them one, two, three, John, as we say, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. get them promise, like get them, put this in their Easter basket. I love that. I just think that would be such a great. And so my hope is you showed up with a code. 
Oh yeah, always. Yes. What always. we love when you code any, any friend there. of Annie's is a friend of ours. That's right. Okay, so what? Tell me what the code is for getting the he reads truth, she reads truth for Lent. We're doing better this year because you know how we always do like, and I always say like Advent fifteen, yeah, and then it sounds like fifty, and then everyone's sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. That's we not try actually to write what it very clearly right. when we put it in print. But we're just doing twenty instead. Okay, we'll just make it Great. easier. So Thank co- you. the code is fun twenty. Fun twenty. Yeah, and that's twenty percent off your next order. So it's not even like... So that's what I'm saying. We can get our Easter basket stuff. Get your lit books, but go ahead and get your Easter basket stuff. Evidently, the Sheeran's Truth marketing team was feeling generous. Yeah, they're not here. So let's go. They wrote it on the paper, and that's what we're doing. That's really kind of y'all. I mean, we are fans who will happily pay for your products because you put a lot of work into them. But a discount makes it easier it to get more. Fun. And to, that sounds fun to me. So Fun 20 yeah. gets us 20% off of anything on this order. That's the word. So, okay. That's so, what they tell us. Okay. If, the, if that isn't currently the truth, we'll make it the truth. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is not truth adjacent. Yeah. That is the real thing. Amanda, are you nervous? Did I do the wrong thing? No, you did the right thing. Okay, good. You're just scared now that how many people <laughs> you did are the right order thing. Things? There's there's one standing exception. Okay, which is the subscription. Oh box. yeah. But oh that's yeah. It. Okay, so the subscription box is not in that, but the yeah, subscription but everything. Box is but the subscription box is already a pretty yeah, that's great, pretty sweet deep deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they can get books and Bibles and things when they're thinking Easter baskets, mm-hmm. and then yes. go ahead and get their Lent book as well. Do I love it. That. And Do then it. Ryan. Myers, don't listen to this part. Husband of Rachel Myers. Please cover your ears. And then you can take your books, if you are a spiral bound person like me, to your favorite office store, which I'm going to take mine today, to your favorite office store, and they will remove the binding. (laughs) Gently, I'm sure. Gently and and really appreciate the design on the binding. And you can keep it. And they give it back to you. That's right. And then they will spiral bind it for you as well. So, Which you will miss out because we did a real cool um, gutter thing. In I don't this, know what that means. And so in the gutter of the book, like right in the middle of a lot of the different spreads, uh-huh. there's this cool um, neon fade that comes up out of the right. – um, We when we went to London in, in October, I got this magazine from Liberty London, and yeah. they were doing like neon fades out of the gutter of – of spreads. Listen to you, neon fades out of the gutter. You'll and get so there. it won't do that. And so – wait, you just passed one. Go back. Here? Oh, oh my gosh. It's just like, it looks like the sun is rising the in the middle of the book. The sun is rising in the middle of the book. That is very cool, You might Ray. know whatever. If you want to go cut it off. I'm do just it <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know what? It will not look like if the sunrise it for helps me. you to be a woman in the word. Every day. Or a man in the word. That's Either right. whoever's out there. Yeah, that's how I, f- I mean, honestly, it. I finished the studies when I spiral bound them. So that was that. that's what worked for me. But that is not. Oh, it's beautiful, though, right? You're exactly right. I'm going to put up a picture so people can see the day this releases. Just appreciate the sacrifice of yeah, the gutter yeah, what that I'm, the gutter what, is making. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> We're trying to make our gutters as attractive as possible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Annie will Aren't stop cutting them off. Are we all? Yeah, that's right. I will one of these days. <sighs> you guys, you are just the best. Thank you. Oh, thank you for, for having us. Y'all How's y'all's podcast going, by the way? Speaking of. So fun. It's the most fun. Okay. Hard and then fun. I was about sure. to say. New respect for po- I already had respect for podcasters. <laughs> You're like new, actual respect for what you've no, been no, doing. No. <laughs> Additional. We used to be deeper. two podcasts a year. We used to just come yeah, here twice right. and hang out with that's you. Right. And now it's just all the time. Y'all release once a week, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. It's, it's so fun though because it's um, it is the conversation we've always wanted to have with the community mm-hmm. because we don't get to talk to them very much. Yeah. And and so and we have so many fun conversations in the office when we're with our team and we're putting plans together and and so many interesting questions that are asked and like rabbit trails that will go down yeah. and and it's just fun to be able to do those 
and and record them and let them hear yeah. them. And honestly, this is the first Lent we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I was about a to say, so we'll talk about it on Lent. So you'll talk about Lent in the show. Right? Every Monday of yeah. Lent, we're gonna kind of do a like this week and she reads truth. So we will have a conversation, a podcast wait. episode that kind of goes like, Don't worry, this might be intimidating, but here's what we're gonna talk about this week. Great. And we'll usually bring a friend in to talk with us. Yeah. But um it's just a kind of different format than most podcasts, but it works for us and for our community. It's sort of like a pre Bible study. Yeah. Like here's what you can get excited about, look forward to. Pet talk for the week. Yeah. I would love to be on when y'all celebrate Easter Tide. Let's do it. I'm going to be Easter Tide. I'm going to be Mrs. Easter Tide. Mrs. Am I married? Oh, are you the, the, apparently? Oh. Okay, the Easter, Lord. The Easter Tide Queen. Yeah. I'm gonna believe that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Very well thank done. You, well, thank you. Well, the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun, ladies. Y'all have always given great answers. I Tell always me what you do for so fun. I know you're going to ask this. Yeah, but I had not. It had not occurred to me to pre-think. Okay, so on the fly, what sounds fun? I have a candle. There it is. That I am a little bit obsessed with. I've, yeah. Um, and it genuinely, when I'm having either a very stressful day or um, a day where I just want to like, I just want to feel really good at yeah. the end of the day. It's it's an expensive candle, so I bear, I burn it so rarely. Yeah. But I brought it with me to the office today. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to save this. Yeah. I want to like. I want to lean into this and just like enjoy yeah. the smell that makes me feel so happy. Yeah. And so my candle, which is, it's such a Again, with the hospitality. I mean. Ray, there's just no one like you. I'm not kidding. It is, it is a it is a gift from the Lord yes. that he has that, given like, to her. She's like, let me share my uh-huh. candle smell that I barely burn because it, it's, and so how, it's such a like, oh, I'm so And how special it. do you feel yes. when someone does those types of things for you where yes. you're like, this is a very special thing. Here's the funny thing about for this you. candle, though. It, when it describes its scent, it's like something like reminiscent of mornings in the greenhouse. <laughs> and you're like, it does remind me of mornings <laughs> in the greenhouse. You know what? When I lived in England, yeah. And I really got my... You know, it doesn't smell... Here's why I didn't think it, because my greenhouse has verbena in it. I didn't... I mean, like, what do you say? You can't just, like, you can't agree or disagree. Right. You're sure. Like, I'm going to take, yeah. take your word for that. Amanda, what do y'all do for fun? What are you doing for fun? I am hanging out with my older kids a yeah. little more these days. Yeah. Um, they're really fun. Like, speaking of them being whole humans, they're really yeah. fun. But uh, my daughter is 12, and I just she she wants to she wants us to see people in our in our life. Like we don't mm. see in our phase of life right now, we don't see people. Yeah. So um, what sounds fun is to make her dream come true of us like having lunch with people sometimes, yeah. <laughs> or like having dinner. That. Let me have she, lunch with her. <gasps> there we go. Rachel, she literally said yesterday, I think it would be really fun to go to lunch with Oliver and Hazel. Oh, done. oh my gosh, just That's take right. them somewhere. Let them do it without y'all. And Oliver and Hazel's so social calendar is open. Yeah. <laughs> well, it I'm sounds, glad to know that because I'd like to get on it. I yeah. enjoy them very much as well. It sounds so simple, but like it is, it is so different than the the life we've been living. That it's yeah. just like it's. I mean the. Some of the most fun we've had recently was taking all of the kids to the barbershop for the boys. Yeah. I mean, the whole family went yeah. for the three boys to get their haircut. Yeah. And it was a blast. It was so fun because that. we were out of the house together and not at a doctor's office. Yes. <laughs> so it was super fun. And the other thing that sounds really fun to me is, and this was a secret, but now she knows, so it's no longer a secret, is I'm in the, I'm planning a trip because she's turning 13 yeah. and I want to take her to New York. <gasps> How can I help? 
I mean, so many ways. <gasps> I, of course. Okay. Jenna Claire. Yeah, I was about to say. Paging Jenna Claire. Yeah, paging Jenna Claire. <laughs> Jenna Claire, Mason um, Moffat, we need you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to I take her to see Wicked okay. and, and Hamilton. I've been holding out to like. She's seen she Hamilton? Little, no. She has Y'all loved, both of you loved Hamilton long before A I long did. A long time ago, yeah. But yeah. I am way in now. I, I know. Am. You saw it twice when it was here? Yeah. Oh, I saw it on my normal so season good. ticket, and then I gave my parents tickets for Christmas. And so they came yeah. up and we all went. Nice. So it's, it was it's, really fun. It was a special weekend. It looked super fun. It lo- it's, a, it's still a little ways off, but it's really fun to think about mm-hmm. the fun we're going to have yeah, when we right. do a girl's trip because it's so removed from yeah. the, our reality right now that I think we're just going to, I think it's going to be good. Love oh, man, it's going to be good for wait. her heart. You know, that's my, yeah. that's the city of my heart. One of these days. I you can't have, live Nashville. You have, a few, need... you have a few cities in your heart. Yeah, that's true. But the one that is like, Edinburgh, move, slow down. Don't go to New York. <laughs> you need to stay with your people. But it comes real close a lot. Please don't move to New York. See, that's why I can't because there's too many people that I, I love know. here that I can't. I won't move. But We're going to all like lay down on the tarmac. That's right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Will you end it today for us by reading? From the Book of Comforts? Yes, from the Book of Comforts. Yeah. I just feel like there are people that are just needing a moment of that as we finish. So as we sit in the middle of reading about sin, reading Mm -hmm. about the separation from God that comes from sin, right in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 33 and 34, this is what it says. It says, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. I will put my teaching within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me. From the least to the greatest of them, this is the Lord's declaration, for I will forgive their iniquity and never again remember their sin. Amen. Do you believe this is true, Annie? I believe it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. Oh, friends, how much do you love Rachel and Amanda? What a gift they are. I love that we are guaranteed a couple of shows from them every year. I just feel like they help me think better and read more, and I'm just... I'm really, really grateful. Hey, do not forget that code. Remember, if you go to shopshereadstruth.com and use the code FUN20, FUN20, you get 20% off your purchase. Think Easter baskets. Think graduation. Think smart, everybody. I'm just telling you, you're getting 20% off right now. And one of my favorite things about this year's She Reads Truth Lent Collection is that they're partnered with Seed Company. I know most of y'all know Seed Company. It's an organization dedicated to ending Bible poverty through Bible translation. Seed Company is working hard to translate the Bible into every language by 2025. And thanks to their partnership with She Reads Truth, you get to be a part of that. A portion of each She Reads Truth Lent purchase goes directly to the Seed Company. If you want to join them in their mission to end Bible poverty now, you can do that just by buying the Lent book or or by signing up to be a person who prays along with them. So you can find more information on that same site, shopshereadstruth.com. And remember to use your code FUN20 to get 20% off. 
Also, while the girls were in here, we had a big conversation about Easter baskets and what should be in our kids' Easter baskets and our friends' Easter baskets and our people's Easter baskets. And that is over on YouTube. So there's a link in the show notes, but also you can just head over to YouTube and search for Annie F. Downs and you will find that sounds fun pretty easily. Anybody who comes into the studio this year, we're going to get some video with. So it's been really, really fun. I hope you'll go back and watch all of those. As you've seen, I am coming home today from Honduras and have just had an amazing time of getting to see what God does through Compassion International for these children and families. If you want to sign up to sponsor a kid to be a part of that kid's life, $38 a month will take care of their all their physical needs, their educational needs, their spiritual needs. And you also get to have a relationship and write letters. And it's, it is not just money. It is so much more. So head to compassion.com slash that sounds fun and pick out a child to sponsor that will be a part of your family. I think I'm loving seeing you guys handle Honduras, as we've been saying. We handle Honduras. We're just going to take care of it. Hey, if you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. If you need me, that's how you can find me. You can also find me out on the road in a couple of weeks on the Love Better Tour. All the information and ticket stuff is at CompassionLive.com. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same, like flying home. And I will see you back here on Monday. You guys, you aren't even ready. Matthew West and his wife, Emily West. It's an awesome show. Make sure you're subscribed and ready for it. It's coming to you on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.